Sunday, 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 BC Place. We'll sell you your seat, but you'll only need the edge. 805 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Brough, Sportsnet 650. In our spare time, we should be cutting monster truck promos. I went to the monster trucks a few times at BC Place. No, there's not much better bang for your buck, entertainment-wise, than monster trucks. My review would be, it sure is loud. Yep. And the trucks, like, they never fail to deliver. Like, what's the truck going to do? Run over smaller vehicles. You can really smell the exhaust. Yeah. But it's like, it's great. There's no pretenses about it. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting with the monster trucks. And man, Truckasaurus, he delivers every time. When I was a kid, what I... What a dra- performer. When I was a kid, I made my dad take me to the motocross because it was one of those commercials on TV. It was like, the motocross is coming to BC Place. And I reminded my dad of this the other day at dinner. He's like, you know what? That was actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got tickets the next night to see it at the Tacoma Dome? They used to go to the Tacoma Dome quite a bit. Yeah. Does Tacoma like- Dome, King Dome, does- BC Place. That was, the, that the- was the big three. Truckasaurus. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. Truckasaurus would check into the hotel. He's so tired. <laughs> Put himself to you know, wake up and get back at it the next day. Bigfoot. Couldn't yeah. even get across the border. Um, okay, we need to talk about a big event this weekend. Speaking of tickets and big events in BC Place, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's the Lions and the Stamps. Um, I'm not just excited about this game, but I'm excited about the way that the organization has gone about this, fully embracing and acknowledging that this is a big event and we haven't had CFL playoff football in this province since 2016, going the extra mile to make sure that this isn't just a lower mainland event. I really do think that there's an opportunity here for the Lions to gain a ton of traction, but also have a really feel-good moment. Of course, a lot of that relies on the arm and, more specifically, foot of Nathan Rourke. Joining us now to talk about all this, who better? Then Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Moj? You know, I was thinking about you and Tacoma Dome. Probably like you went down there to try out for the indoor soccer team, didn't you? The what Tacoma were they called? Stars. The Tacoma Stars. Stars. Yeah. yeah. On KSTW. We need more indoor. Yeah. We need that weird indoor soccer where there was the, remember the goalie wore a helmet once. I it was I, I vaguely remember it. They had it at the Coliseum for like a year, I think. Yeah. It just, it was the most roving league imaginable. Like a team would fold in Baltimore and they'd reappear in San Diego. I actually really enjoyed it. The games were entertaining. There are lots of goals. Yes. Um, sorry, go ahead there, Mojo. cut you off. No, I was just saying, I mean, you know, for people that don't know, Halford was an outstanding keeper in his oh, day. God. Like, you know, other than, you know, when you sprained your ankle and it ruined your pro career, but for people that don't know, an outstanding keeper in his day won the national championship. He's an you, athlete, unlike Brup. This is like being interviewed by Nardwar. How do you know all this? I, my, the ankle and the whole bit, this is fascinating. It's really impressive. Well, yeah, he, also, he, he, yeah, he knows that I'm not an athlete uh, either. Like, he's two yeah. for two. <laughs> I remember where I get my physio done, right? Ah, yes, of course. Okay, there we go. Okay. Um, I want to talk a lot about this game. And, you know, you brought up it with physio and foot injuries. Uh, segues perfectly into Nathan Rourke. So, we talked to Rick Campbell yesterday. I, you know, everything seemed to check out as far as Nathan getting first team reps in practice as expected, Nathan being ready to go on Sunday. Obviously, I think it goes without saying that he's not 100%. I noticed that Rourke has been very hesitant to try and put a number on the percentage of where he's at for very obvious reasons. Um, If you had to guess or based on what you've seen in practice and everything, how close to 100% is Nathan Rourke? I would probably, if I had to put a number on it, I'd probably say anywhere between 80 
80 to 90, I guess. Okay. And the reason I say that, guys, one of the things we saw yesterday in practice that we really haven't seen that much of from Nathan Work was he was rolling out. He was rolling out to his left and he was rolling out to his right. Just doing quarterback drills um, a couple times in team. I think he rolled out as well. But I know during the, the one segment of practice, he was just um, with the other quarterbacks and just rolling out. They have this little drill where quarterback rolls out and they have a quarterback sitting at the right and one at the left, so probably like 20 yards downfield, and they just roll out and throw the ball to the other quarterbacks, right? So and then they kind of do this drill and they change places. But, yeah, Rourke yesterday was doing that drill for the first time that I can remember since he returned, so it's a good sign the fact that he's been able to increase his mobility. With regards to the rest of the health of this football team, give our listeners a rundown. Uh, Campbell kind of addressed it yesterday. I guess the only one that's really in doubt is Lucky Whitehead for the weekend? Yeah, I don't think Lucky Whitehead's going to play. And it's the old Brian Burke rule, right? He goes, I don't care if you can start, it's can you finish. Right. And they use that Winnipeg game as a test. And one of the reasons that they use that game as a test, Whitehead has a, has a chronic ankle injury, right? And it's not going to get any better. It is what it is. And they used that game as a test to see if he could start and finish. Well, clearly he didn't finish. What makes that decision a lot easier is the fact that you got Brian Burnham coming off the injured reserve uh, after his layoff with that broken wrist and the play of Alexander Hollins as well. So it's not like they, you know, it'd be great to have Whitehead in the lineup, don't get me wrong, but they also have very, very capable replacements. Hey, Moach, can you catch the listeners up on the quarterback story in Calgary? and what the BC Lions are going to face at quarterback um, for the opposition on Sunday. Yeah, well, Jake Mayer came in and replaced Bo Levi Mitchell as a starter midway through the year. Um, it's kind of funny. Julio and I were doing a game, I think it was like the third or fourth week of the season, and Julio did the out-of-town scoreboard, and I turned over to him and I said, this won't be Bo Levi Mitchell's team at the end of the year. And I just had this feeling because, Mitchell is so inconsistent, and, you know, I think injuries have really kind of hampered his play the last couple of years, and he just hasn't been able to get back to that previous level. And I think Jake Mayer is a, a pretty good young quarterback. He's an outstanding young talent who has a lot of potential. So, I mean, I look at this game come Sunday, and I think what's going to happen in this game, the Lions are really – I mean, everybody's talking about stopping the run. They've got to stop Kadeem Terry. They've got to stop the Stampeders rushing attack. Well – Two things can happen there. Number one, if the Lions can turn this game into a track meet, hopefully it takes that running game out of the Calgary equation because they have to throw the ball to keep up. Now, the other thing, too, is the fact that I think what the Lions are going to do is they're going to make Jake Merrivia. I mean, like any sport, any game that you prep for, you don't want the other team's best players to beat you. If somebody's going to beat you, it's going to be someone else. So I think they're going to try to take Kadeem Carey away by putting by stacking up the box and letting Jake Mayer beat him. And if Jake Mayer beats him, so be it. We're speaking of Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford & Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, Moj is a presentation of the West Coast Auto Group. Uh, great selection, great service just over the bridge in Maple Ridge. Uh, maybe some people will be coming over the bridge from Maple Ridge to this game, Moj, because one thing that I think Amar Doman and the BC Lions have done a fantastic job with in anticipation of this game is making sure that the entire province, as far away as you can go, have the accessibility and quite frankly, just the ability to get to that game on Sunday. And I think in part, don't get me wrong, it's a playoff game. They want to win. They want to go to the West Final. But it can also kind of act as a celebration, a nice capper to the, you know, if it is their last game of the season at BC Place, uh, a really great end to the season for a, a year in which Amar Doman, honestly, I think he's been a terrific owner in the early stages of his tenure. 
Yeah, um, and it will be the last game of the season. Obviously, yeah, they right. travel to Winnipeg and then Regina, hopefully it's a great cup game. But the one thing about Amar Doman, guys, he's got a vision. He's very passionate about his team, but he also has a vision. Um, and he has the resources to go out there and act upon that vision. And the other thing, too, with Amar is the fact that, you know, when he's doing, when Lions are doing this, and like the Beatty Street Black Party sometimes, and, you know, the fact that, what, have they got $5 margaritas or all that? I mean, he's subsidizing a lot of that. I mean, the same thing with this, this bus trip. I don't think, he, I mean, look at the numbers. If you're breaking it down, I don't think the Lions are making tens of thousands of dollars on this project. In fact, they might even be taking a little hit, but that's the way Amar Doman thinks. I mean, he thinks big picture, and you know, he wants to reconnect and re-engage so many fans that have soured on the organization over the course of the last decade. And he's doing it every which way possible, whether it's, you know, having the buses for, and the ferries, by the way, if you're on the island, they've got this special deal with a ferry and a bus ride. I mean, Kamloops, Hope, Merritt, all those fans up there that can take the bus down to the game. Um, and, and, you know, it's just re-engaging the youth of the province with the Lions. I mean, how many times have we seen this year where, you know, you got the little kids leading the team out of the tunnel? So he's done a fantastic job in doing that. And, you know, I had an opportunity to interview him for my column for Black Press yesterday. And this is not – I mean, this isn't the end. I mean, there's so much more that he can do. And he talks about it. You know, he's saying, hey, we just got to keep moving forward and – you know, this isn't done by any means. We're going to continue to try to make this an ultimate game experience for fans. Yeah, I, lo- I love the way he's just tackled the issues head on. He hasn't been about blaming people for not coming out over the last few years. There's been no, you should come out because it's a local team and you should support the CFL. You got to give reasons beyond should, right? And I think what he's done is... Uh, He's tried to, you know, solve the problems that people have had. Uh, now, they're not all easily solvable because some of the problems relate to having a lease at BC Place and having to go through PAVCO, and there's all sorts of issues there. But, you know, I for the most part, I mean, let, let's talk about the Grey Cup coming in, in 2024 as well. You know, this is something that was expected in my mind because you got a new owner – he wants to, he wants to, he's, he's willing to work hard on things. And now you've got this, this runway to really make the 2024 Grey Cup a success. Yeah. And very quickly, what you're talking about there, Russ, and the fact that you should come to the game. I think Amar Dolman wants you to come to the game. Big difference between want and should, right? So to expand on that point, and in terms of the Grey Cup, uh, I'm really excited about this. And the reason I say that, is because Amar Doman thinks really big. He doesn't think small, right? I mean, there's some things that um, I know that the Lions have been working on, and if you know you were to reveal them, you're going, like, you'd be like, wow, right? Um, there's a real wow factor to Amar and what he wants to do. So when it comes to this breakup game, I think it's – well, let's put it to you this way. I don't think they'll be announcing the halftime act two weeks before the game in 2024. Right, right. There's still nothing for Regina? No, nothing. I, I mean, it's one of the biggest things right now in the CFL. People are going nuts. I mean, the fact that they haven't announced the halftime after, and it's a couple of weeks before, so who knows? We'll see what happens. Hey, what's the best Grey Cup city? We'll take Vancouver out of the equation, just so you're not biased. Hmm, that's a great question. Um, you know, usually when you go to smaller towns, like, well, smaller cities, I should say, like a Regina or Winnipeg, I, I've always found Regina and Winnipeg to be a lot of fun. 
Hamilton was a lot of fun last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're in the smaller markets, it's the only show in town. And when you're in Saskatchewan, I mean, football is king there. Don't kid yourself. I mean, the Rough Riders are to that province what the Canucks are to this province, right? right? I mean, you know, right now in Saskatchewan on Sports Talk Radio, they're talking rider football for the next three months in the offseason in terms of what they should do. So that's one of the things that lends itself to a place like Saskatchewan. And yeah, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, are you kidding me? Regina, have you been to Regina? Well, when you have an event there, and this is from someone who's been to Super Bowls in Detroit, Jacksonville, yeah. um, I don't think I'm going to Detroit anytime soon. But when you have a major event that's placed in that city and everybody comes to the city for the event, I mean, it's it's a great time. It's a fun time. Uh, Moj, before we let you go, it is Friday. That means it's an Ask Us Anything Friday. I know the that... highlight of my week. I know. Now, here's the thing. I have a food one, but it comes with an asterisk because Dempster Dan texted this in specifically for you. He said, this is a good question for Moj. So, ask us anything. Dan is having a few friends over to his house to watch the Lions game on Sunday. What foods, Dan wants to know, do you think he should supply? Okay, jambalaya is really easy to make if you go onto my Instagram site at the real Moj. The Mojalaya. Yeah, no. A I... jambalaya is tremendous. But um, one thing that I really like to make a lot of times when I go to my buddies and we watch football or guys come here or whatever, um, tostadas. Interesting. So get the shells from, you know, save on whatever. Yep. You get some refried beans. Um, then what you can do is make some homemade pickle de gallo with a little guacamole, right? Yes. Homemade guac, homemade pickle de gallo. Just chop up some cabbage, right, and then fry up a steak or chicken or chorizo. Then what you do is you get, like, the pastata, warm them up a little bit on the barbecue, throw the, throw the refried beans on top as a layer. Mm-hmm. Top that off with, like, some steak, chicken, chorizo, little cabbage on top with some pickle de guy or guac in your set. Because the, the tostada is basically open-faced, right? It's almost like a... Yeah. Yeah, uh, so a like, Mex- like, pizza, like if you will. Yeah, Mexican pizzas. Yeah, nice. Good yeah. answer, Moj. Very well done. Hey, oh, get, come on, give me one more. Uh, oh, would you rather go ten generations into the past and meet your ancestors, or ten generations into the future and meet your future family? Past. You'd go past. Where oh, would that? I wonder where that would take you. Well, where no, would that go take? Past, you? whatever the case may be, and then you just you know tell them what to do, and you'd be like Back to the Future, right? It's true. You would be you able know, to be, you'd be the sage wise mode. By, yeah. <laughs> buy a whole bunch of Apple stock, right? <laughs> buy a whole bunch of this stock. Oh no, without a doubt. You you know the, uh, you know ten generations ago that that advice to buy Apple stock might not help them. Well, no, but what <laughs> you do is you have like a guideline. You write out a book of what yes. to buy for every generation. So by the time you're born, you're stupid rich. Uh, you know, what do you call this dish? Jambalaya. <laughs> 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 Moj, you know, ask us anything is not supposed to be a win-lose proposition, but you won ask us anything. You you answered both correctly, and you're two for two. So with that, we'll let you go. Uh, in, look, Sunday should be awesome. I think I'm yeah. really I'm really hoping that this will pay off in a major way. I hope there's a win. I hope there's a huge crowd, and I hope you have a good time calling the game. Enjoy it, dude. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. That's Bob the Moj Marjanovic here. <laughs> now I just have the image of Moj going back in time. <laughs> With a, a, a recipe card or a recipe card for jambalaya. Yeah, like, he put just it goes, your I have four words for you. Jambalaya. <laughs> They're doing the chants. Find me these things. Uh, we only eat gruel at this stage in life, so I mean, I don't know if we can, <laughs> we have the culinary experience to. I'll tell you what you can do with that gruel. Put a little pico de gallo on there. <laughs> no, no, pico de gallo. <laughs>
All right. Uh, you guys want to do some what we learned? Or, you know what? I'm, I'm making an executive decision here. We're going to drop early. Because, don't lie. He's looking shocked. <laughs> what is he doing? We're going to drop early here and go into break because I want to come back and give the listeners a bunch of times, a bunch of time to submit. Not just because I, we have barely done any Ask Us Anything Fridays, but we also have to do our NFL locks of the week. We also have to give away a pair of tickets to tomorrow's Canucks game, Canucks Predators, 7 o'clock, Rogers Arena. To win those tickets, you need to submit an Ask Us Anything. Uh, it needs to be good. This is a competition. Some guy yesterday was arguing that instead of giving away tickets like by asking a trivia question, we were doing it in a participation ribbon kind of way. And I responded, I'm like, no, we're, we're picking the best ones. You can't just enter and we pick at random. Like we're actually, you can't write a bad, what we learned or ask us anything and get the tickets. I don't think he got the concept. I don't, it was like, it's like judge. It's a judge sports, like figure skating, what we're doing here. And we're all being horribly, horribly bribed behind the scenes. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You can pay us off a hundred percent. Anyway, we're giving away a pair of tickets. That's coming up next. We're going to do our, what uh, what we learns, ask us anything. That's coming up next. We're also going to do our playnow.com locks of the week. That's coming up next. What does it all mean? You can't go anywhere because there's a lot coming up on the Halford and Ruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Time now for Sportsnet 650 traffic from the City News 1130 Air Patrol. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, California. Hey, 29 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of this program is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. It is time now. For our locks, plural locks of the week, presented by Playdown Sports, the official sports betting partner of the Vancouver Canucks. Every game will feel like the big game, Jason, when you bet with Playdown Sports. You must be 19 plus to play. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Oh, I'm going to start with the biggest game of the weekend, and that's at BC Play Sunday afternoon. The BC Lions hosting the Calgary Stampeders. Let's go in CFL. The BC Lions have Nathan Rourke at quarterback. The Calgary Stampeders have some kid who's definitely not as good as our kid. That's true. Jake Mayer. That sounds like a singer. Like yeah. Jake. Oh, have you heard Jake Mayer's new song? Come Contemporary on. Contemporary jazz. We've got Nathan Rourke. The BC Lions are only a one-point favorite at BC Place. They're healthy. There's going to be a big crowd. Yep. Calgary? I like what you're thinking. Take the Lions by a point. Lock them up. Lock. Okay, uh, I'm also going football and a local squadron, but it's the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, okay. I'm taking Seattle plus two in Arizona. Uh, you talked about the quarterback comparisons there. How about our guy, Geno Smith, compared to their guy, Kyler Murray? Now, here's the thing that you need to know about the Arizona Cardinals. They die from self-inflicted wounds every week, and they never learn. They are tied for almost dead last in the NFL in total penalties. But it's not just this year. Every year under Cliff Kingsbury, they're always the league leader in false starts, holding penalties, all these penalties on offense. At a certain point, you are what you are. There's no fixing stupid, and there's no fixing sloppy. They're not a good team. 
They're going to hurt themselves again this weekend. The Seahawks are going to win and stay atop the NFC West. There's my bold, bold flavors like jambalaya, bold predictions. Uh, Seahawks plus two in Arizona. My lock of the week. Lock of the week. That was good. Goalies don't make every save. Players don't score on every shot. Play for fun and not to make money. If you gamble, use your game sense, and you must be 19-plus to play. Play for fun, but not to make money, especially if you take our picks. Right. Someone asked me the other day, like, what's up with your lock of the week? So I'm like, they are not to be taken in any way as instructional yeah. or inform. We're just there to entertain. And I get excited when mm-hmm. I wager. That's the thing. Like, I see something that I'm really emotionally invested in, like the Seahawks beating the self-inflicted wounding Cardinals. Maybe I won't think so rationally. That's okay though. We're here to we're here to entertain, right? This is entertaining. Yeah, Timbo Slice liked my uh, Jake Mayer. Well, actually, maybe he didn't like it because uh, it's three letters off one of the biggest singers in the world, John Mayer. Oh, uh, come on, boys. That's the joke, right? Thanks, guy. Yeah. No, Did another yeah. joke get over your head? No, I got that uh, one. No, it's a pretty. Well, pretty... today's been hard to tell with Halford. I just wanted to clarify. Jake Mayer's body is a wonderland. <laughs> Is that the song? Yeah. Did I get that, that right? Yes, you did. Nice. Still disturbing. <laughs> I get references. All right. I understood that one. Laddie, A-Dog, do you have a What We Learned? I have one. You have one? Okay. I have the, the Vegas Golden Knights one. Okay. Yes, please go. Okay. They did a promo yesterday. They brought in a new coach to talk to the players. That Jack Eichel's been causing problems, I think. Uh, so they brought in a new coach. <laughs> right. Little John. And let me play a bit of that promo for you. They you just... In front of them at the at the whiteboard in their meeting area, and here's what. Little wait, John wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a sec. Yeah, little John, little John, L- little, yeah, little, yeah. little John, little John. You can't just be like, oh, they brought in a new coach, <laughs> little John. I'm like, oh yeah, was he coaching in the AHL or what's going on? Like you have to he worked you have his to, way up. You yeah, have yeah. to you have to hype it up, little John. He was called up from in, the Henderson Silver did they, did they bring him in to do like a speech about team culture or something, or were they just? Just bringing him in. He was essentially their BXA, yeah. When, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I believe it was for a promo. It okay. Was for, for ticket promo. But it's it's a good, interesting little uh, funny clip. Let's listen in. Okay, guys. As Coach said, we want to review a few things together. Anytime we enter the offensive zone, we want shots. Wherever, shots. Anywhere, shots. What do we turn down for? We turn down for shots. Great guess, but no. In our end, remember guys, we're running a D zone regroup that funnels four checkers to the strong side while we work the puck to the weak side wing. That way we'll have bodies open in the neutral zone. And it kind of goes on Once like this for a while. It's pretty good. <laughs> Is I enjoyed it, that ending. Is that it pretty nice. good, or are you trying to convince yourself? <laughs> no, right I thought now? the ending was good. I didn't expect him to uh, to have the coach speak down at the end there. That was pretty good. Did you know Lil John's 50 years old? No, I didn't. He's going to outlive us all, and it's on the basis of three catchphrases. Well, yeah. What are the three catchphrases? Shot, 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 yeah, shot, yeah. shot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Turn down for what? One? Tear down for what? Yeah. Okay. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> I don't think he invented that. Oh, one. okay. Anyway. <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just singing club bangers. I'm not even. I don't even care about the artist. I'm gonna mook out of that. Please don't. Anyway, okay. Let's go to the humanoids. So, um, big big moment as we fire up the dot matrix for the humanoids here, right? Because hanging in the balance, not just ask us anything, but the best ask us anything submission, getting a pair of tickets to go see the red hot 
Red Hot Vancouver Canucks taking on the Red Hot, Red Hot Nashville Predators on Saturday at Rogers Arena. Both are on one game winning streaks. It's the clash of the Titians. Uh, ask us anything. Would you rather, would you rather have a prime Ryan Kessler in the Nashville series as a centerman on your team or Bubble Horvat when he was tearing it up as your centerman? Kessler, Kessler Nashville. Kessler. Na- I don't think he was much better than Kessler in that series. Yeah. The, I, I Kessler remember- was brilliant that year. He won the Selkie. Well, that particular, that particular series. Yeah. He was, he was the best player. Or Barry Trotz in the aftermath saying like, we had absolutely no answer for him on a team that had Suter and Weber. Mm-hmm. You had the, the guys that you could shadow him with, but they just couldn't deal with him. That was Kessler's high point of his career. And it's it's happened in the second round, right? But, I mean, that was it was amazing what he was able to well, do. Well, they don't get out of that round, I don't think, without that performance, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Of, all the, series, I mean, of all the series, I felt like that was the one they were 100% going to win. The really? Nashville series. Yeah, because once they got over the hump in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Riding like, high a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I kept looking at Nashville. I'm like, it feels like Matt Halschuk is playing a lot for a team in the second round of the playoffs. They had so many like weird guys. That's a name I would Joel Ward was banking goals enough. Luongo, I'm like, that's not sustainable. It took them six games though, right? It was yeah. six games and then five against San Jose. And then when they got to San Jose, I just remember thinking like, the San Jose has no chance. No chance. I don't know why. there was like They were a good team. They shouldn't have let Ben Eager play. So and then much. the next round, what and was And then it feeling? got to the Bruins, and I was like, the Canucks are definitely winning this. <laughs> yeah, this is no problem. This is easier than playing Tampa Bay in the final. I mean, they're up to nothing. What could go wrong? I Luke and Abbotsford, what we learned, I've learned every time that I hear the Canucks have won, my heart sinks because winning seems to distract from the core-altering moves that need to be done. You can do both. Both can be true. Both can exist. I don't think anyone was too impressed with that victory by the Canucks last night. Uh, they were impressed with individuals. They were impressed with Pedersen. They were impressed with Kuzmenko and Horvat again. But it was a sloppy hockey game. Like that was, that was a hockey game between two bad teams. There were so many mistakes. If anyone uh, in the, the Canucks, Canucks brass, PK continues to just give up goal after goal. If anyone in the Canucks brass watched that game yesterday and then stood up and said, "I, I think we should roll yeah. with this." See you guys. I told you. <laughs> Thirteen goals. Look at my look at the fans. They love it. I, I, there's no way. Like, we're, here's the thing. We know what's going to happen here. We are soothsayers, if you will. I know that the Canucks are going to go on a, a win streak at some point here. It'll go five, six, seven games. They'll vault themselves back into being close to NHL 500. Maybe they'll get above. And they'll probably get reasonably close and finish 18th or 17th in the standings. That's very, it's all, it's probably what's going to happen. And they're probably going to end up almost in the exact same spot where they were last year where you're talking yourself into keeping it together because they just showed enough to miss the playoffs by six or eight points. Kevin in Richmond, ask us anything. Given that Ottawa is up for sale, if you had the money, which sports franchise in any league would you purchase? And you cannot sell just to make more money. Like right. it's not an investment. You're, I mean, I buy the Canucks. There's, 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 there's yeah. no question about it. If it, I, seems, it seems like a really, you know, like, oh, that's a that's a boring answer, but I would buy the Canucks, and then eventually I would become despised. Yeah. <laughs> More so. Um, if I had – Canucks would be the number one choice for sure. However, let's say hypothetically that was off the table. I think I'd get into NFL ownership. That seems like – you would get eaten alive yeah, by those owners. I know, but it would be – Well, you're not, you're not, I don't know. Listen, I think listen. I could match wits with Mark Davis. You're not a good person, 
Yeah, I'm more but, I'm no, better suited. But for no, no, no. It. You're not a good person, but you're not a bad enough person to thrive among all those sharks. I think that would be the most. See, that's a nice thing to say about you. you wasn't well, it wasn't actually nothing was nice about it. It was kind of yeah. Just at the end, it was just very moderate. Um, do you not think that that would be the most not fun, but exhilarating? The highs and the lows and the craziness of it all. Like no one. No owner in any of the major four North American sports, no ownership group is more prolific and publicly recognized and scrutinized and held to a crazy standard and living the, the insane life than an NFL owner. How many, here's a question, how many MLB owners can you rattle off the top of your head? Well, ones that own the station. MLB, MLB, baseball. Toronto Blue Jays? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but who's the owner? It's not a guy, right? Well, it's a Rogers corporation. Now. It's an entity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe Magic Johnson because he's popular with the Dodgers. Now do the NFL. I think I could name like Well, the 10. NFL doesn't own, doesn't allow corporate The, the Yankees ownership. had a pretty right. you know, famous owner for a while before he passed away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, now you look, I could name 10 NFL owners off the top of my head because they're constantly in the news. Right, and it's such a prolific position, and you've got like that weird family hierarchy thing in a mm-hmm. lot of them, where it's like, what screwed up sibling or the child can I give it to? How next? much would you meddle if I was an NFL owner? Any any owner, Canucks owner, NFL owner. I feel like I'd meddle because I, I feel like I would know something about the game, and mm. I would definitely. It'd be hard not to. Yeah, it would be hard not to. Like we always talk about Jeff Vinnick in Tampa Bay being the model owner. Mm-hmm. Because he said, I hired Steve Eisenman, who seems to know an awful lot about hockey. It'd almost be better to own uh, a team in a sport that you really didn't know much about. Because so you, you know, like you have no other option but to trust the people that you bring aboard. If I owned the Canucks, I wouldn't meddle. If I owned the Los Angeles Chargers, I'd be in the, I'd be on the, the, the field every day. Just, every day. Just why? meddling away. I don't know. it be fun? I just think that I, there's less, for, for some reason, it's like I don't, it's almost like a play toy at that point. Like I, I like the Chargers. Yeah. I own them, but I could run them into the ground and walk away. I don't. Oh, yeah. I have no. Actually, emo- you know what? I have no. That's not a bad idea. I'm, Buy a team that you don't care about and then just go crazy. Yeah, I'm the quarterback now. Sit down, Justin Herbert. Like I don't. And but with the Canucks, I I don't want to ruin it. I want them to win, so I would be very hands off. I'd go and hire the best executives and just say, you know what? Do it. Do you need to? Do you need to rebuild? Every every week, I'd ask them if they need to rebuild. Is Ted Leonsis like the? the key owner that you want to look at as, as an example, because he's such a passionate fan, yeah. but it doesn't seem like he meddles all that much. He kind of lets people mm-hmm. do the He's jobs. really good. Vinnick in Tampa Bay yeah. is really good. He might buy the Nationals. Yeah, so really? he owns us, might buy the Nationals, so he would own three teams, and of course, the Washington Commanders are say. probably, he could probably put Too bad they don't still have well. Soto with the Nationals. That'd be a nice <laughs> how, piece to how build around. Would he be like the most powerful person on the planet if he owned all four Teams in Washington D.C. Most powerful person <laughs> on the planet. I think I think you get access to the nuclear weapons. Yeah, now. They, they just give you a key. Like, you own everything now. The fact that Jerry Jones is the general manager of Dallas just always throws me. I'm not a huge football guy, but the fact it's that great. he's an owner slash general manager. That's what I'm talking. I about. know because like, you have all the control. It's it's wild. It's wild to when, me. When Dak, you remember when Dak Prescott broke his thumb? The guy down there leading the press conference to give a medical update was the owner. We made the joke. Like, could you imagine Aquilini being like, Tyler Myers has an ankle. He's up four to six. All right, good talk, guys. We'll see you later. Like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. It just won't. But Jerry Jones is there doing it. I have fired Jim Benning and appointed me as the new general manager. Chris from Surrey asked us anything. Do you think esports will be a top 10 spectator sport in a decade? Is it not right now? The numbers are astronomical. I guess it depends what you mean by 
spectator, like I think of spectator and I think stadiums. Is a spectator also watching at home? Like, are we spectating games when we're watching them at home? I think I th- you have I, to say yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't cons- – it depends what – I'm going to say – top the- 10 spectator sport, if, if you're including people watching streams, like it might be right now. Yeah, I think eyeballs on your sport, right. regardless of in person or over a device. Because let's be honest, we are we're, – we're old. We do not realize that it's not even a device-driven generation – I think as we get older and older, the concept of doing a lot of things like live and in person is going to become less and less because you can do everything from home now. Yeah. Right? Just the, the idea of having any food you want delivered to your doorstep, that mm-hmm. was not a thing when we were in our teens and 20s, right? No. You had to go out and you had to go to restaurants and talk to people. And Yeah. Do you want, do you want delivery? You got two options, pizza or Chinese food. <laughs> right? And you have to call them? Yes. Yeah. Right? And there was not this silent, faceless transaction. But, you know, it's funny. We've talked to people that work in the restaurant industry, and they said there's like there's not a real lure for people to go out and just eat a meal anymore. It's all you have to incentivize it like crazy. It's got to be trivia night, or there has to be some sort of additional add-on to get people to get off their couches I think there's the out. start of a bit of a pushback, though, because I think the, the pandemic probably pushed a lot of this f- further because people feel – you know, taken away from that yeah. live experience. People are seeking those live experiences now because all we have for the last two years have been digital, virtual yeah. experience. But never underestimate ease. Ease yeah. is a big thing. But at, at the end of the day, I do... still think there's a, that drive to, to see people in person. There's the drive to go, you want to go see your favorite you know artist Some in people, person. But, but it's funny. I, I've had a lot of conversations with people about uh, whether or not they want to go back into the office full time. And my take is always like, the most miserable I've ever been as a human being. And I've been really miserable at times, like knowing me, right. Uh, is when I was writing for a living and all I would do is stay home and blog. Right. And there were dark days. There would be days when I, you know, I'd have interactions with one person. It would be like, I'd, I'd walk up to Starbucks every morning and get a coffee. And that, that'd be the only person I, I see in, in, in public. And I, and, and one of the reasons, honestly, like if you're talking about, hey, why did you try? Why did you guys try and get back into to radio as opposed to writing full time? I like coming in and talking to people. Like I don't consider myself an extrovert by any means. I need my alone time, but so I need going into the office. I need sure. going and talking to people. But I'm amazed at how many people that I talk to are like, I never want to go into an office again. Yeah, I st- and I, I do think partly it's a generational thing. I think the commute has something to do with it too. If you have a really awful commute. It outweighs that. What I don't like about working from home is having all your home stuff right next to your work stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I think there needs to be a separation. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this email, then I'm going to wash underwear. I think there's a show about that out there right now. Severance. Oh yeah, Severance. That was a good show. Weird show. Brian and Burnaby. As we continue to not talk about hockey, I apologize, everybody. But it's Friday. You know what? Just you can deal with it. Uh, Brian and Burnaby. (laughs) Hashtag AUA. Ask us anything. What is your kryptonite when it comes to buying clothes? Me, Ooh, it's the one. pants. It's a hassle to try them on. They never fit right. I feel like this is a you problem, not the pants problem. Uh, I could, however, buy shirts and jackets all day long. That's Brian in Burnaby. Do you have a particular clothing kryptonite? It used to be pants, but... Don't you hate pants? Now I know that I'm j- I just need to get 3434. That's right? it, like, eh? That's... I, I know that. Don't you hate pants? I do. I, uh, I used to. Uh, now, 
the worst one for me is shirts. Like, like okay, so I'm 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 a tall skinny. Yep. Right. Self-identifying tall skinny, but also skinny fat, which is weird. Right. So, bit of a stomach. So, so are you talking t-shirts so or collared? No, just shirts? any any shirt. Oh, just so a shirt. Okay. I need. Um, like if I get an XL, it's way too boxy. So I need mm. a tall, large, and not everyone has that size. Like I'm jealous of people that are just average size. Like they know they can go buy, you know, any, like I'm a large right. or I'm a medium or whatever. Like I, I know what I am and this is my fit. And so ordering online isn't a big deal. Sure. I would say I would return 90% of the stuff that, I buy or my girlfriend buys for me online. And I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't fit. I need a tall, large. Mm. And what I should do is just buy the same stuff. Like a hundred. Yeah. Things. You buy in bulk. But, I had a buddy I, for, that but that. for reasons, for reasons that escape me, I just never do. You should, because I, the, the plight that Jason has is that a lot of shirts that are large are not long enough. Now you could counter this because you know, what's hot in the streets right now, what all the kids are wearing are belly shirts. Where you get to show your midriff. Like a crop top? Yeah, like and yours would be natural because your torso is so long. You wouldn't even have to cut the shirt. You could show off your belly? Here's here's a text. You need shoulders, bruff. Clothes fit better. I have very broad shoulders. All right. Now we're getting into I have physical description. Extremely broad handsome shoulders. Oh, no, not and, too far. And I need them to carry this show. <laughs> I love this. Eddie Bauer sells tall sizes and shirts. Go to the outlet in South Surrey. Shirts are like $8. Is this a text from my dad? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Bruff exclusively wears tap out brand no. shirts. <laughs> watch the stream. I, that's funny because like Eddie, Eddie Bauer is the official, when you're waving a white flag on your youth and you move into dad mode, it's like you get a complimentary Eddie Bauer bomber jacket. And some Air Monarchs, and they're like, go mow the lawn, and then barbecue right afterwards. But is Eddie, I guess Eddie Bauer still exists, is still around. There's certain, there's certain lines that, um, you know, the older gentleman will lean into heavily, and that's right at the top of the list. Also, Dockers. Uh, Bryce the Builder, I can totally relate, bruff. I have a very long torso. <laughs> so normal shirts always turn into crop tops after I wash them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Bryce says, H&M's long fit tees are a lifesaver. See, we're all learning today. What are you, Halford? What's what's your size? Uh, uh, I float between a large and an extra large. Oh, okay. On the shirts, it really depends. I my weight fluctuates a lot. Would you rather be? Would you rather have a boxy fit or a t-shirt that's too tight? Boxy. Yeah, I don't like just go boxy. I don't like a tight fit. At no, all. it's uncomfortable. Yeah, to wear out. yeah. I'm always like pulling on it. Yeah, you're yeah. just pulling and you're pulling it down yeah. sometimes too. My it's stomach's like, oh, my on God, it. it's like. <laughs> Can people see my belly button? God, Why sorry. am I so fat? Why am I so We gross? all have body issues on the show, <laughs> clearly. Uh, ask us anything. When does your family put up the Christmas tree, and is the day after Halloween too early? The answer to the second part of that question is yes, far too early. There should not be a Christmas tree up in November. That's a December thing. Well, actually, my household, because I'm a dually, uh, we uh, put Excuse our Christmas tree Oh, citizen. Yeah, we put our Christmas tree up on or the day after American Thanksgiving. Which is like November 19th. I feel like a dually is something. No, it's usually like the last week in November, I think. Okay. So it's almost December. I feel like it has to be post-December, to be honest. You put up your Christmas tree after December? <laughs> after put December it up in starts. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting house. Ten days before Christmas, man. Like, what is with people decorating, Ten days. Te- wow. decorating their house like as soon as Halloween's over? 
People like well, that's early. I mean, I would say December first for most people is probably pretty normal. Some people, I mean, you can wait. Well, you don't need a whole month. Sure, you do. Celebrate just one twelfth of the year. The advent, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? Advent calendar. Yeah, you can. You allow exactly. an advent calendar. You don't need to go get go get your tree, and then as like I'm a Boxing Day, the tree goes in the lane. Well, I understand that. I I, I totally agree with that. Because um, you're so tired of Christmas at that yeah, point. You're yeah. like, a Boxing is, Day takedown. I'm a Jan one. Honestly, man, I'm out there at like midnight, wrap <laughs> of Christmas, and I'm like, what's that jingling sound? It's, yeah, Rob, it's Jason throwing out the tree with all the decorations. Rob's on house it. door door opens up at twelve oh one. Out comes the tree, <laughs> stocks it out. Okay, I'm gonna read this one. Ask us anything. Has yeah. Bruff ever considered working out to build muscles and make the big shirt fit better? Hey, listen, I've seen <laughs> you guys, you listeners at listener events. Any body shaming that's going on right now is not appropriate. Glass Maybe houses, folks. One out of a thousand of regular sports talk radio listeners has a body that's worth bragging about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I've been to enough events. Okay. A lot of glass houses there. A lot of unattractive people inside of those glass houses, I might add. <laughs> okay? I've seen it. In real time. Uh, Mar- Marty the Red is... We've had this before, but I want to go back on this because I really want to get a sense of how many people actually do this. Marty the Red is talking about that he's a fully grown adult. He's made a lot of choices in life. And one of those is that he still enjoys a cold cup of milk. Are there adults out there? I know you, you're from Hamilton, Eladi, and I know you all love your bagged milk that's cold and in that little plastic container. I'm talking about real grown-up adults that don't drink. How many people will go out to a restaurant, for example, and order milk? Not in a restaurant, but at home, I drink a lot of milk. Really? A lot yeah. of cookies, a lot of yeah. milk. Cookie? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I do not care for milk whatsoever. Never? We're talking about our bodies. No. Cookies and milk are a major portion of my uh, food intake. Really? You drink that much milk. Well, how old are you? I, I'm not saying I drink a ton of milk. Like we go through a couple of liters. Of, w- will you drink a glass of milk per day? Um, probably one. Yeah, I'd say one. Would you ever one go every to a restaurant day or two days? Yeah, and order a glass. No, of milk? No, I, I would not order it at a no. restaurant. Would you ever go to a restaurant and order a glass of milk with ice? Only if they gave me cookies. <laughs> then I would. Just like a dessert or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you gotta have milk with cookies. I mean, then or if it's like really spicy and I need something to, to you, quell that. Are you a cookies guy, Andy? Oh, I am. Oh like, yeah, I am a big cookies oh. guy. We always have Chips Ahoy at home. Mm. I mean, nothing beats a fresh chocolate chip cookie out of the oven, you know. And some and some uh, on a on a rainy day Oof. and a glass of milk. Oh man, I'm gonna go home and do that right now. Yeah. Do, do you want to come over tonight? <laughs> Man, you have cookies. This oh, of is, course we got cookies. This is the point of the show where everyone that works outdoors and does real jobs for a living is like, I hate these guys so much. I hate all these indoor wanna, cats. Let's just go home and just like get into bed and just cuddle in there and listen to the rain outside. Because we've already we've already worked our job talking about sports for three hours. We do some macrame together. Uh, Peter and Cloverdale, ask us anything. Did a team leaving out bad snacks for the media affect your opinion of them? I saw this on Twitter. It made me laugh because that's what I think of every time I see Dallas Aikens behind a bench. So this is an allusion, of course, to when Aikens was coaching in Edmonton. And the first thing he did was strip the media of their God-given right to eat donuts and put, I don't know, kale smoothies in their place. Because he was setting the tone, apparently for people that weren't under his employ, that they were going to eat better. The media was like, oh, am I on the team? Let me tell you, and we did this with Mike Yo. people don't forget. As a coach, you're a personality, and when you have a one moment 
that people can always identify your personality with. It never goes away. What's one thing you remember about Mike Yo? Uh, his temperature. Tantrum. Yeah. That was like eight years ago. And that's what stuck with him. Yeah, da- you're the tantrum guy. Dallas Aiken stripped donuts away from the blob masses in the media like a decade ago. That's, a, that's an important reminder for everybody out there. You can do a lot of things in life, but when it comes to your personality, people often remember just one thing. Any parting words for the people before we go? Go Lions. Go Lions. Go Canucks. Big weekend in sports. We'll be back to recap it all on Monday. Signing off for now, I have been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.